A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Football Ramble. What a ridiculous weekend of football. Donny gets his revenge and the title race is looking tasty. It's Monday the 22nd of November. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. The Premier League is back and it came back with a bang. What a weekend of football. 36 goals, some weird, crazy, bonkers Mm, matches, just all sorts going on. And on top of all of that, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked as the Manchester United boss. Jim, Pete, let's get straight to it because he's been sacked. It kind of felt inevitable. I just... I wasn't really expecting it after this result. I thought if they've stuck with him this long, they'd maybe stick with him until mm. the end of the season. Give him a new contract feeling as well. <laughs> but yeah. they, they've pulled the trigger after what was a shambolic display against Watford, losing by four goals to one. It was. And I think, actually, I'm sort of not surprised it's happened now because I think if they'd sacked him after the Liverpool result, that was almost too painful. Like a, <laughs> yeah, I because guess so, there's yeah. Su- because there's such a sort of a, a huge amount of affection going both ways, it almost would have been like a horrible breakup. And I was like, just, <laughs> let's just give it one more go. As everyone said at the time, the City defeat wasn't so comprehensive that they couldn't kind of allow it. Is that but like when you like was... stay with your ex, even mm. though you know you're going to break up because you've got like a big event, like a wedding or something? Exactly. Like, okay, yeah. we'll wait till after <laughs> exactly. that, or like a week pass after, or like you stay with them for Christmas and yeah. then in the new year you're like, right, it's over. Yeah, yeah. We've, got the dar- <laughs> we've got the derby coming up. It'd be so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> if we break up before that um, so it's exactly that sort of thing and also it's a little bit like I mean taking in it's been th- it's mad that it's been three years this has been hanging mm. over him the whole time it's it's like 
You know when you've left an empty bottle of conditioner in the shower <laughs> and like you keep coming back, is that still there? I oh, gotta get rid of that. And then you forget and it, it's there for ages. And, and, also, and you go to the bin. Crusty and dry around yeah, the edges. Yeah. And you go to, and you go to the bin and the bin uh, uh, the default setting for a bathroom bin is always just overflowing. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. never empty, that thing. They're weirdly tiny. Um <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's a I'm I'm not surprised it's come now because obviously the d- defeat was so like laughable almost at times, just absolutely chaotic and calamitous and just I think it's this was the breaking point wasn't it there was a lot going wrong um and 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 there was there was a a performance like this was in the post different Mm. against Liverpool because obviously they're unbelievable as we'll come on to later hopefully not for very long um (laughs) but yeah it's 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 interesting it's it's been good in a way to see the, or not in a way, it's just been good full stop to see the sort of outpouring of affection from Man United fans on social media because it does balance up a lot of the bile, the, the, the sort of like ollie out stuff and that's always going to mm. happen in modern football. But it, it's been a really, really interesting um, kind of reaction to it from from the club and from, um, from fans because it, it does feel like they're all protecting their mate and there have been times during his tenure where that's been like, you, you do know you're doing this to your own detriment. But yeah, it's, um... I mean, it's not really the supporters' fault because it's hard to have your plan criticised when you haven't got a plan. Mm-hmm. It very, it was very much like um, uh, organisations that want to take uh, extract as much money and as much worth and as much value out of their product as possible out of their IP uh, will. Uh, will employ yes men and Ole Gunnar yeah. Solskjaer is a yes man. He's not really, you know, he's not. He's, not, he's a man who sort of goes, "Do you want to, uh, do, you want to do some free kick drills?" And go, "No." I'm yeah. gonna go and sit on the floor, and he goes, "Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow." And then he'll Bye. be really, really spiky yeah. in press interviews. So it was like it always. It felt his fallback was to talk about the standards that Man United set, and it's like yeah, you're not meeting them, though, are you? No, you're really not. And and yeah, and 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 mates don't generally win coups, unfortunately. No. But I will say to those Man United fans on social media who were very upset about how uh, an ex legend in uh, Steve Bruce how he was treated in the press, look. <laughs> You can fix that man. You can bring him in. <laughs> Brucey in. Come on. Yeah, Until the end that. of the season. Well, this is the thing is that at the moment, Michael Carrick has been placed in temporary charge while they seek what they're saying they want an interim manager until the end of the season. So Carrick is the interim to the interim. Mm. Then the interim will come in and then they'll leave and then they'll get a permanent manager in the summer. But just what's going to change? Well, They're yeah. the only ones who were, like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wasn't really managing anywhere if reports are to believed. And Carrick was doing all to the me, work, so it's going to be the same. That seems to me as though they're almost writing off the rest of this season when mm. really there's still a lot of football to be played. What is there, like, I don't know, 26 games left yeah. or something like that? It, it just seems to me that there is still a lot to play for. It's not all sewn up who's going to finish in the top four. You could probably mm. count the top three teams and know who they are, which we'll come on to later. But really, after that, it's almost kind of a whoever plays the best and who has the most consistent results will finish in those European places now. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think it's just that they've they've gone. No plan is better than this because it was getting it's getting embarrassing. I, I, just, I just think it's, it's a continuation of, of of what they've had all this season. That's what's going to be until the end of the season. You just get the feeling that, that they had an all right start to the season and it was only until the Cristiano Ronaldo kind of sideshow came in. They had to move players around and you have got a player who doesn't really do any running and he doesn't spend any time uh, jogging backwards at all. So you do have to, you are kind of playing with 10 men, uh, obviously. And and the defence is awful. Harry Maguire is having this, the, the world's most stinking season. Uh, and, and, you know, players just aren't playing for, for that manager but you do, you do get the remember like in the video game 
uh, theme park in the 90s. Do you mm. remember the video game theme park? You, you could build your own theme park, right? Okay. But it's a thing you... like all the alpha males play. <laughs> <laughs> all the big dogs in the yard, they play a theme park. Um, and uh, it was a precursor to the video game The Sims. I was and, say, uh, I know the, the Sims, Sims yeah. It, it was the like same it. company, but right. you could build your own theme park. But if you put too many concession stands in, people would eat too much crappy food and then they'd go on the roller coaster and there'd be vomit all over your park. There is vomit all over Old Trafford at the moment <laughs> because there are too many sideshows. There's Pogba, yeah. there's Solskjaer, there's Cristiano Ronaldo, there's Harry Maguire. There's too much nonsense going on and we've drank too much Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah. Well, Weirdly. I mean, what did you make of the way the sacking came about? Because that's kind of another part to this is that after that result on Saturday afternoon, there was then the announcement that there was an emergency meeting to discuss mm. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's yeah. dismissal. Then it then got announced the following day. So we're talking yesterday now that he had been sacked. And then a few hours later, there's this farewell video that yeah. he does with <laughs> Man United TV. It, the, just the whole way this has all happened is just, to me, encompasses what I believe ever since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was appointed three years ago, this sort of preferential treatment to him, which is fine because he is a club legend. That's okay. But it just it just all feels a little bit strange and a little bit odd because that doesn't happen when you sack a manager. No. And of course, he has done so much for the club as a player. But also, since he's come in, he thinks he's left the club in a better place than when he took over. And there are arguments for and against that. But the way that this all came about and the fact that he was given this opportunity to do this interview and he doesn't want to speak to any other press, I'm not sure what he thinks is going to, what the difference is. Because ultimately, you've been sacked from your job. Why, what was the purpose of this interview, do you think? I think it was exactly as he says at the beginning of it. It's that he's, it's really painful this situation because it is it's you know he is held in such affection there and obviously ex-players of clubs manage their clubs and get sacked all the time you know it, it, it does happen but this is a particularly big example of it and I think you know I mean he cried at the end of the interview didn't he, he just he just doesn't want to rake over this he's had three years of criticism mm -hmm. I think he just wants to put a full stop on it the club have allowed him to do that and it it feels like a like a son getting preferential treatment as you say um, and I think by the spectre at the wine tasting, yeah, as in it's Alex Ferguson, yeah, which, who needs absolutely. to step away. It's yeah, I think that there is a, there is an element of that, but also I mean it's it's been a bit shambolic because even when they were having that meeting, that five hour meeting, apparently it was leaked that part of the idea was they were going to say that it was like you know that, that he was leaving and it wasn't that he'd been sacked. And they were going to make it look a bit more mutual. It's like well, how do we immediately know that before the meeting's even finished? Like what is. Who's leaked mm. that? Like, what sort of mess is going on there? So it, I think the purpose of it Steve was just... Steve Bruce was spying through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is I this think... going to be the death of the nice lads, though? You know, your Steve Bruce's, your Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, not particularly talented, but steadying a ship after a, a, a sociopath leaves the club. It yeah. just seems to be like... It's a it's a, such an odd appointment. It's hard to think of a, of a parallel, really, isn't it? Because... He was promoted so far above his his experience level purely mm. because of, of who he was at the club. But to then be there for three years mm. is is so so strange. It's it's surprisingly inept from a from a club of Man United size. I get that they finished second last season, got to the Europa League final, but they were second by twelve points in a season where Chelsea and Liverpool weren't really at the races. Mm. So you know that that papered over some cracks. But I think for me, it's the 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 timing of this for me feels slightly odd I mean we've already talked about the fact that there's quite a large part of the season remaining mm. where a lot can be achieved but 
why now? Why after the, the Watford defeat? Because there have been other times since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's been in charge that we've seen performances that have been terrible. And it, to me, seems a weird time to do it when there's actually, I don't think, personally, anyone available to actually take over and take this club forward right now. They've got okay. no plans, have they? Perhaps in the summer, Maurizio Pochettino, who has been linked with the with the role, would be a great fit for Manchester United. But he's not going to leave PSG now. No. Not not where they are in the Champions League with mm. the the extensive lead they've got at the top of League uh, You know, he's won a cup there already since going there. The whole reason he went to PSG was to win trophies. And if he stays to the end of the season, they'll win the league. And they've got a chance of winning the Champions mm-hmm. League. A, a chance. Manchester United still have a chance. I know they do, but you'd probably say PSG have a better chance. Mm. So why now? Because it almost seems to me like they, if they were going to sack Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at some stage during this season, maybe they should have done it a bit sooner when the likes of Antonio Conte was potentially available. But They don't want someone who's going to ask them for resources and insist on on buying their own players and stuff like that. They, well, they, they don't want do someone that. who's going to argue the top. They spent a lot of money under Solskjaer, haven't they? They have done that. They have, but I mean, it's very much been, right, what serves, like Ronaldo was an opportunistic yeah. kind of signing. I just think that Conte, they, they they fundamentally didn't want a Conte at the point of at the point in which he was available, simply because they'd been burned by Jose Mourinho mm. being being wanting his own way effectively I, I, effectively and and clubs that are in the business of making as much money as possible some might say asset stripping uh I wouldn't by the way <laughs> if our lawyers are listening uh but they're saying like uh, that the, they want a yes man they want a someone who's not going to cause any bother I think the issue here is an identity crisis isn't it because Mourinho as he does left them in a in a state um so they they look backwards he'll tell you he's it, still it, got the best win ratio since Fergie left will. he absolutely will um <laughs> And essentially, you know, what they did was they got in a a nostalgic choice that actually turned out to be pretty great. It felt like a party to start with. And they've been sort of looking backwards a little bit ever since. And like, there were points in in Solskjaer's interview where he he said like, he thinks some of the, uh, that PSG game was a time where some of those players, that was the first time they felt what it felt like to play for Man United. And it's like, that's not for you to say. That's not for your experiences are, are different from from the from those young players. They, they live in their own careers. They, they've got their own lives. Like your your experiences are irrelevant to that. And also, like he talks about like the, the coming from behind thing. It's like, mate, you're not the only team that's ever conceded first and then got on to win. That's not unique to you. And it's like it just sounded like a fan in charge. Yeah. Do you think that almost like a deluded fan when as well. he when he first got the role. And he had a couple of phenomenal results, which, of course, Manchester United are capable of. Because when you look at the, the players that they've they've got and that they've had in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign there, of course, they're going to be capable of pulling out some some cracking results and games and performances out the bag when they fancy it. Mm. But do you think almost those like that PSG game Jim mentions, it, it almost it almost gave them a bit of false hope of what he was able to achieve and could that happen again with Carrick? Because he's obviously got the role now. We don't know who's going to be the actual interim. But what if Carrick goes on and, and you know, they win in Spain tomorrow night in the Champions League. They go and beat Chelsea next week and beat Arsenal. I mean, it's not impossible. Yeah, they might. It seems bonkers to say that now. Mm. Are you saying it's 
this is just going to be like give it Giggsy on an infinite loop <laughs> until they've recycled through every ex player. Well, it seems to be just give it Bruno Fernandes, really, isn't it? Isn't it? He's the one who seems to be in charge. God, of the not dressing the weekend, room. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, he had a stinker, didn't he? he? Really Let, did. let's, let's actually talk a bit about that performance um, because I think Watford deserve huge credit because mm. obviously all we're talking about here is the fact that Manchester United were a shambles and they were. It was it was dreadful from them, but Watford still put in a brilliant performance. Claudio Ranieri, you could tell exactly what he wanted them to do. He wanted them to press. He wanted them to attack in numbers. Every time the ball went into the box, the players flooded the box. There was always Watford players there ready to have an opportunity. And they fully deserved the win. I, I thought they were they were excellent. Mm. And, and that includes what was just a bizarre moment at the start of the match where they were awarded a penalty. The penalty had to be retaken even though they scored off the rebound. They then get that penalty saved for a second time <laughs> and they still have to come back into the game and they still manage a win out of it. Mm. And and Man United came out the blocks in the second half, put a bit of pressure on them by scoring that equal, um, sorry, by, by getting that goal back quite early on in the second half. From Donny van der Beek, of From, all people. Exactly, got his revenge finally. Um, Sideshow. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, I just thought Watford deserve a bit of credit because no one's really talking about them. Well, yeah. Joshua King said that they watched videos of Liverpool playing <laughs> which is a lovely touch. Yeah. Another day, that? yeah, he said that. Uh, Ranieri sat him down and went, look at this, just do this. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably win. But like, by the same amount of number, yeah, of course. Nearly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they would have done if the penalty gone in. Uh, or certainly could have done. But yeah, the, um, they're a basket case of a team, Watford, aren't they? Their form is mad. Like they score no goals or loads of goals, and that doesn't <laughs> seem to like it seems to be sort of spread across their home form and their away form. But they, you could tell, they were so emboldened by how well it was going. They got better and better as the game went on. Obviously, Harry Maguire getting sent off in quite ridiculous fashion probably helps mm. that as well. I think the manner of it probably emboldened them a little bit as well. But they were they were expressing themselves. They they were just on the front foot. They were absolutely loving it. Like the point where they were three one up, the stadium just absolutely bouncing and they go and get the fourth. And it was brilliant. Yeah. They um if they can find some consistency, they they're gonna be one of the most fun teams to watch in the league. Mm. Yeah, certainly so. And and you know we'll come on and talk about um the relegation fight a little bit later in in the second part of the show because there's a lot of uh, other teams who picked up results this weekend all down the bottom end of the table and it's looking like it could be some race um, but let's just touch on what happened yesterday because Antonio Conte got his first Spurs win at home yesterday as their boss couple of games in charge for him now and they had to come from behind to do it um you know we just talked about the fact that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been sacked as Man United boss and Man United perhaps missed out on him, whether or not he was actually interested in that job or not. But you can already see in the space of two Premier League games, what a difference having a top-class manager in charge can do to a team. I thought first half Spurs looked a little bit lost. They mm. they couldn't really get into the game, but I think that was actually down to Leeds playing pretty well yeah. considering the injuries they have. Um, but they came back and they won the game 2-1. And I thought that second half... Whatever Conte said in that dressing room, my God, he got them Rocket, fired yeah. up. But that's what you need, them. isn't it? Yeah. You need to be terrified of Antonio Conte <laughs> so you win at all costs. I, mean, I think that's a big part of it, right? Yeah, his passion is infectious. Full time. I mean, my is, God. When, you know, when they, when they um, scored the equaliser, I thought it was telling that both Hoiberg and Conte both did the same thing. They weren't like celebrating, like buzzing, we've scored a goal. It was actually, right, come on. Let's get this going again. We, mm. We're going to go on and win this game. It was like, come on, rally the troops and and like we can do this type yeah. of thing. And I think that that's something that 
we haven't seen from Spurs yet this season. And Regalon at the end, of course, he scored um, the winner in the in the match. I thought that his comments pre and post match were, <laughs> were really uh, well amusing, but also telling of what Antonio Conte has done since going in there. He said it's been the worst week of his life in training. It's been that difficult. <laughs> and on the Thursday, Conte was on John Terry's Twitter. John Terry posted a picture, I don't know what he spoke about last week, but John Terry posted a picture of him enjoying a book and a cup of tea and a, and a couple of biscuits. And Conte replied to him, only one biscuit, please, John. <laughs> <laughs> He's got rid of the tomato sauce in the Spurs canteen. He's telling John Terry, who doesn't even manage anymore, to, to only have one biscuit instead of two biscuits. He's just irrepressible, this man. It, I he? love That's it. Fantastic. Yeah, Regalon's <laughs> goal is was brilliant. He was so switched on, mm. and that is, I think, really indicative of someone who who is completely focused because in there, so so quick, so so good, really mm. impressive, and uh, it's uh, it's annoying. From our own side. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Conte has said, my first and foremost job is to improve the players that are here. Mm. And that is something that I think we've already seen. And I think that, um, yeah, Regalon is going to be key to, I think, what he does, as is Emerson Royale. I think that they, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just putting it out there. I think that Spurs now are one of the teams better suited to sneak into oh, that top four. Because it's now quite there. tight, isn't it? Isn't it mad so it's going to go on variables. And Conte is... He pushes them up on the upper level without mm. a doubt. That he has made that much of a difference. Mm. Like even just mentality wise, because obviously on the pitch it's not been there's not been some miracle that's mm. been created. They weren't excellent by any means, but already in terms of mentality, because you've got someone like him in charge, yeah. what a difference that can make. Booed mm. off at half time. Yeah. First home game. <laughs> mad, that. I think that's absolutely mad. That is yeah. unhelpful, isn't it? <laughs> he but... probably, to be fair, can't have probably joined in. Yeah. <laughs> he probably <laughs> leading it with a big megaphone. Oh. It's not good enough. Boo them off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We, we have to point out that the, this weekend was so mad and there was so much going on that we're not going to have time to fit in every single Premier League game. Like, there were some amazing results. Burnley, Crystal Palace, 3-3. Three, three. Some mm. games we're not even going to get the chance to touch on. Uh, but we will try and get through as many as we can in the second half. So we back after this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. 
Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. Ollie, I know it's half time in the tie, but that's an incredible advantage. Do you feel like the job is done? No, I don't feel like the job is done, but it was a good job done. Uh, <laughs> 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 I love that so much. Oh, lovely. Well, was it a good job done for Ollie at Man United overall? No, I don't think so. He'll, he'll probably get another Premier League job, so an excellent. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't Premier League level before. He probably is now, isn't he? Because by virtue of the fact that some idiot gave him a job. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oh dear, welcome back soon. to the Football Ramble guys It's Jules, Pete and Jim here uh, It's time to see how we got on in Betways 4 to score Before we get to your emails uh, Entry to Betways 4 to score is free Each week pick the first goal scorer in Betways 4 Selected matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot And make sure your selections are all submitted Before the first game Terms and conditions for that apply of course Right, so the first match was actually One of the lesser entertaining games of the weekend Ooh. Wolves West Ham um, Andy actually picked Mikel Antonio uh, he what they paid like a hundred grand to fly him back over for this match. Didn't score. It was actually Raúl Jiménez oh. who uh, who scored that one. Um, Liverpool Arsenal was the second game. Jim enjoyed this one. Um, you picked Mo Salah to score. You were wrong, and your team lost. Yeah, sad times. <laughs> Although was... he did score, <laughs> he did score. Uh, Sadio Mane was the first goal scorer in that one. Man City Everton was our third match. Marcus picked Andros Townsend. The result <laughs> was <laughs> Raheem Sterling. And finally, Spurs against Leeds. Kate picked Harry Kane. She was probably hoping Harry would get back on the score sheet. He didn't. And I tell you what, Dan James was probably one of the best players on the pitch mm-hmm. um, yesterday. He was the one who scored the opening goal. So what was that? Uh, oh, zero correct out of four. <laughs> we'll do better next time. And we will be back for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. Let's get to this. If you've seen Vishnu Kebab Shop or Dean Smith up a tree, if your dad chinned a referee, send us an email, please. If you put Messi on a two-shirt, if you saw that Tete cheese, if you've got something for us, shortfootballramble.com. <laughs> Love it. Um, right, we've had this email from Dan Abercrombie, who actually wrote to us, Pete, about that very jingle. Yes. Um, he says, whilst I dozed in bed at 6am this morning, my two-year-old daughter was watching random YouTube cartoons beside me. I was very confused when through my sleep, I heard her watching this. Dan then put a link to a video and it was actually the Peppa Pig game mm. so she, his daughter was obviously watching Peppa Pig yeah. and the Peppa Pig game uses the same music <laughs> as your jingle what 
I, I wrote did that myself. Did did yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think I think they might have nicked it. Only helped by you guys deconstructing that jingle a few weeks ago. Yeah. They probably thought, oh, I could probably sting that music Ooh. bed, can't I? Yeah, there's yeah. music alone. Can <laughs> I can imagine just how confused Dan would have been. Can't Peppa Pig afford their own composer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Peppa Pig's game. So, right. You know, well, an indie developer, you'd imagine. Fair enough. I was going to theme park. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, we got a message from Elliot Jones. Hello. Mr. Jones. Uh, Dear Ramblers, before Saturday, I hadn't attended a live game of football since May the 14th, 2019, when West Brom were edged out by Villa in the Championship Playoff semi-final. I've been itching to see my beloved baggies and had pencil in the Huddersfield away game in my diary as I can get a train direct from Newcastle, my closest transport hub. And my word, it was good to be back. The sights, the sounds, the bovril, the thick brommy accents. It was full, sensory, overload. As the players emerged and the away end belted out, the Lord my shepherd I'll not want, I even shed a tear. (laughs) I was buzzing with giddy, giddy anticipation to see what the marvellous Albion had in store for me. We were bloody awful. Uh, we lost 1-0 and had a man sent off. Brilliant. And yet I do it all over again in a heartbeat. Forever yours in football. Elliot. Lovely email. Beautifully Wonderful. written. Wonderful. Yeah. What it's all about. Mm. Sums it, it all up. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's, we, we, you forget we had like a whole season off almost. And yeah. it's still, <laughs> it, it does still feel pretty special to be in a ground. Last, last live football match does. I saw a linesman getting hit on the head with the football and Southend FC have still not sent me the footage <laughs> of the, the of the ball coming down and hitting the Baldy Bonds lineman, linesman on the head. So... <laughs> I would very much like to see what, that. Thank um, you still. What game was it this weekend where the ref got tripped over? Oh, um, that oh, happened. I didn't see yeah. this. Brilliant. I forgot what game it was in. Someone write, write in and tell us. The he referee, got absolutely wiped out. Yeah, he got wiped out and it was brilliant. <laughs> and you, you just can't help but laugh. No. It was they're, Leeds. They're the moments we live for. Um, yeah, it was. It was Leeds, I think. It was mm. Calvin Phillips. <laughs> Such a good Calvin defender. Calvin Phillips, yeah, he wiped out the ref and the ref, <laughs> ref was flat on the floor. Ah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, right, show at footballramble.com. That's the email address. Or tweet us at footballramble. Remember, on Wednesday, Pep Talks is back. Mm. Any problems you want solving, write them in to us. Get them in. And uh, whoever's here on Wednesday will do our best to help solve them. Right, let's get back to the football from the weekend. Um, as we've already said, there were so many brilliant matches. Let's focus a little bit on what's happening with those top three clubs, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, because all three of them won this weekend. Neither of them uh, conceded a goal. They were all pretty impressive mm. against their opponents. Do you, do you want to touch on Arsenal <laughs> against Liverpool? Liverpool yeah. beat them by four goals to nil. Ten games. You know what? I actually, I actually thought that Arsenal, for large parts of the first half, were, were pretty good, and Ramsdale made some decent yeah. saves. But then Trent Liverpool... just delivers, doesn't he? Oh, oh, he's he fantastic. Does, he? Yeah, it's, I think the the issue was that. Going down, going going into halftime one 0 I thought there is a, an outside chance we might Dangerous nick a goal like here. Absolutely, <laughs> but they've, they've got to really, really be on it because it's going to be backs to the wall because Liverpool are just <laughs> just on it. Um, but then giving away a goal from a mistake is you just you you're done for. It's the worst thing that could happen at the worst possible time. And do, it's, do you think it's that your do you think that your defenders and, and and goalkeepers just kind of I thought his his weird pass did give Liverpool a very good chance, but there was still. He still had a lot to do, and mm. people were just yeah. sliding in. The keeper yeah. overcommitted. I was he's like, "Really good, though." Oh, I know he's really. They're good, all really but... good. That's the thing. They're just better than you all over the pitch, aren't yeah. they? So, I mean, this is one of many shellackings Arsenal have suffered at Anfield, but feet. it's the one I'm probably the least bothered by, to be honest. Uh, just because it's clearly this is a team for the future from Arsenal. This is uh, this Liverpool team is 
He's, he's just brilliant. Just one of the best things in the world. So it's going to happen. It's a shame the scoreline was so heavy, but there you go. But I think it is indicative of what of what you've just touched on, Jules. So that's you know Arsenal, Everton, and Leicester beaten by an aggregate score of ten nil by the by the top three. The gulf yeah. is yeah. staggering there. They're all teams that will finish in the top top half and will be competing for European places, and mm. they've just been swatted aside yeah. like relegation fodder. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that as you say, there's there's not really. There's not much shame in Arsenal losing to Liverpool because Liverpool are head and shoulders above majority of the teams mm. in the league at the moment. But, um, I mean, you never want to lose 4-0. It did get quite yeah. spicy, though, didn't it? it? Between yeah. Klopp yeah. and Arteta, I enjoyed that. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, this is the point where the game turned. I'm, I, I think that's a bit oversimplified. That's oversimplifying it a little bit, to be honest. I think can't it was it. No, I can't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, it was going that way anyway. And it, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's a nice narrative, but I don't think, like, I don't think it getting a bit shirty was what inspired Liverpool to start playing football. They were they were playing football. Yeah, it was perhaps more more the crowd, more than anything, because yeah. they, they loved it. They buzzed exactly, off it yeah. and then they got a bit more up for it. And, and that's then difficult for Arsenal to play in. And yeah. um, what about Man City? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about, well, what was better? Rodri's goal or... Cancelo's assist. Well, I think the finish oh, as well was very good for Cancelo's assist. I thought, skull, yeah. Or putting yeah. up his body. He tried to do it later on in the match and absolutely win. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's the was... thing. With a finish like that, it's going to go one way or another. Yeah. You either yeah. get it inch perfect like, like Raheem did, which was a brilliant goal, um, or you, you, it goes it. You know, absolutely miles <laughs> yeah, You off break target. your ankle trying to do it. That <laughs> assist, though, literally was just... Oh, it, was it was lovely. It was dreamy, wonderful. wasn't it? Just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I think, I th- I think the assist, actually... Because the, the, mm. just the outside of the boot, just the absolute mm. perfect placement of it. I think, yeah, uh, that that's my favourite. I was two. on, um, I was on Facetime to my dad while the game was on, and uh, he had he had the game on, but he was watching. Um, oh, he was he wasn't watching it on Sky. <laughs> he wasn't watching <laughs> it on Sky. <laughs> it was your dad here, or he's here. Oh, at he's the here. Okay, but um, he wasn't watching it on Sky. <laughs> no, I shouldn't have said that. Probably, anyway, probably had a VPN for was... his uh, subscription back home. Yeah, that's exactly it. There you go. Exactly yeah. that. Pete. Nice. He was watching it on about a two minute delay, and I yeah. just went, "Oh, what an absolute screamer!" And I said, "Our oh, dad, just see it in a minute." And <laughs> literally about two minutes later, he went, "What goal?" <laughs> <laughs> it really made me laugh. Um, but yeah, cracking a couple of cracking goals, and and good to see a couple of youngsters out there. Mm. We've seen a bit of Cole Palmer already. This season, he started the game, but also James McAtee came on for him in mm. the second half. And it's, uh, they were laughing in the commentary, weren't they? That there's yeah. just this, this like set of clones. Yeah. But it, yeah. they, it's right, isn't it? It, it just it's, it reminds you of like Barcelona, essentially, and the way that they, before they were like, you know, imploded. Well, yeah, uh, well, Man, were... Man, apparently with, with, with McAtee, like Man United are imp- interested in him, who, who was obviously, he was on the books of, uh, let me just have a look. Oh, Man United, he was, he was on the books of Man United. <laughs> really? They got him out of the academy? <laughs> oh, that'll sting, wouldn't it? That'll sting, wouldn't it? Oh. Never mind. What about Chelsea? Because they've kept a little bit of distance, well, tiny bit of distance, three points clear at the top. And um, quite nice, really, that a couple of the former Leicester lads were the ones that kind of... Uh, the, the <laughs> is it in. nice? Is it nice, or is it a case of the big boys just buying the competition? I don't know. I, 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 I yeah, it. I think it's I screwdriver in the it. in the guts. Yeah, yes. 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 yeah. Enjoy harsh reality. Although Kante's not a player that would have felt like that because he's just no. too nice. Surely Absolutely. he just had the freedom nice. of the park, though. The way he just yeah. surged, little lad. Brilliant goal, little wasn't cutie. it? Brilliant. Yeah. You don't see him score many. So no, it's, it's nice, nice when he does. Um, what about Ben Chilwell? Him and him and Reese James. 
Um, I mean, since because so, obviously Chilwell didn't start the first few games of the season, since he's come into the side and got a bit of confidence, mm. you can see what a difference it makes. Yeah. They've both been brilliant here and Rhys James. They've just been flying, haven't they? Like the fact that they've got the, the confidence to be banging in so many goals as well mm. um, is is really, really impressive. Um, Leicester are rubbish, aren't they? They are, yeah. I mean, <laughs> as, as good as Chelsea are, Leicester really, really seem to be falling apart a little bit and that they, plays right into Tuchel's hands, obviously. Well, but... they, they, they start... I don't know what. I don't know whether Rodgers' head's just not in it, but they seem to start matches so slowly. They cannot defend mm. any set piece, no matter what it is. They can't defend throw-ins at the moment. They, they seem... just can't buy. Win. Yeah. Seem a bit passive, don't they? Yeah. Which has they not have... been their strength in the Well, past. they're very zonal, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> but they're taking that to a, 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 like too long a degree, I would say. It seems too strange, zonal. doesn't it? I can't quite work it out. I've been trying to work out what's been wrong with Leicester all season because they haven't been doing that well in Europe either. Um, can you blame it on the defensive injuries that they've had? I don't know. Like, possibly. Is there a lot of lot of teams, lot of teams lose, lot of high profile teams losing their managers, and maybe Rogers' heads turned a little bit. You know, you, you can imagine he'd want the position at Man United, but he certainly wouldn't take it uh, uh, until the end of the season. A lot no. of players with some sort of indifferent form as well. Mm. Madison, Madison. Mm. like Vardy's obviously getting older. I know he's, he's still like scored a few goals this season, but their business over the summer wasn't great. You would say the way that those mm. uh, players of uh, panned out and it probably looks worse because the teams around them like Arsenal West Ham have been uh, you know better that th- this season I think it's fair to say and even to a less extent Spurs are getting clearly mm. clearly hitting form at a decent time so yeah so where are we where we're sort of blah, 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 what are we through the season would you say we're about a third yeah a bit more than that, that. <laughs> can't work out the maths bloody yeah. hell um, but what would you say right now Chelsea City Liverpool who has the minerals to go all the way. He's going to do it. He's going to win it. We're 12 games in, aren't we? So yeah. Yeah, it's a d- decent chunk of the season. It's so hard to call. They've all got the minerals. They all look like <laughs> contenders. I wonder if Chelsea have the the required grind. Um, yeah. I think Chelsea will will be able to win ugly, possibly a little bit more than Liverpool or even City will. So I think They've Chelsea got the best the form, haven't they? Yeah. City won, lost one, and uh, in recent matches, and Chelsea obviously just drew that match. So Chelsea oh. are the best defensively. Yeah. I think Liverpool of the three teams are the most likely to leak a few sort of sloppy goals mm. um, for whatever reason. I'm not really sure why that is because Van Dijk's back now, and mm. um, but th- I think that might be the difference for Chelsea. The only thing is, is that you you have seen on a couple of occasions that there have been times where I've not been. I've looked a bit flat. Yeah, I've not been, been able to get the ball in the net. Super wowed at times, mm. but, but, but that's it, four though, goals conceded in twelve matches. Like that's that's the difference, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Mm. I cannot wait for them all to play each other. Essentially, they're <laughs> going you know to be absolute heavyweight clashes yeah. this year. That yeah. those four goals that Chelsea have conceded, only one of them has been from open play. Really? Wow! Which wow. Is mad. That's that is, good. How can you get twelve games into a season and have only conceded <laughs> yeah. one from open play? And it's with players like it's Christensen wild, and Rudiger that, like, with all respect to them, because they're clearly fantastic players, but they're, they're players who were maybe deemed not quite up to the standard before. But Tuchel's mm. so good. Obviously, mm. Thiago Silva coming in looks a masterstroke now as well. Mm. Um, but he's re- he improves players, and you know, like I say, we're still twelve games into the season, so they're probably going to get better. Yeah. Well, if the title race is exciting between them three. I actually think at the bottom end of the table, it's so hard to call. And I didn't think I'd be saying that <laughs> with Daniel Farker still as the Norwich manager. No. But now with Dean Smith there, winning at the weekend. And when you look at that bottom part of the table, Pete, 
With New- I am. With New- yeah, <laughs> it's all I'm looking at, Jules. With Newcastle still yet to win, they're the only team in the league yet to win. Mm. What did what did you make of the three all draw against Brentford? I thought it was an amazing game to watch. <laughs> Eddie Howe first in charge. He wasn't there because he tested positive for COVID. So Jason Tyndall was actually that in the dugout. Does, what, do as you, it, does it count as his first game in charge? Yeah, I yeah, don't know. To be honest, he picked the team. Yeah. And he, apparently, yeah. he did individual video calls with each of the players in the morning. And he Put was your all, mom on. He was, <laughs> oh, like Christmas Day last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was on the phone to Tyndall throughout the game. Tyndall kept running down the tunnel to take phone calls. He says he's on Tinder. What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think Pete, is this more of what you want to see though? Exciting oh, football. Joe, Crazy. I, I don't know why this wasn't the, the top of the running order. Sodal are gonna Solskjaer because it was the most Hard-working yet chaotic performance I'd say for Newcastle in about two seasons. Joe Linton scored. Joe Linton was fucking great. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what happened. I mean, look, they may be trying to impress their new manager, but if we're going down, I'd much rather see them go down in this manner than uh, than what we had before. I mean, jeez, it, it appears that he wants to build the team around the most itty bitty footballer in in the world form wise uh, in John Joe Shelby but he had an alright game Joe Linton played really well oh mate it I was love, fun Shelby essentially just playing golf in the middle of the park and everyone <laughs> reacted to it really I saw fun. a tweet of someone who actually genuinely said build the team around Joe Linton what a turnaround that's a high yeah. move isn't it but I think I think that I think the thing that everyone criticised uh, Carl Darlow in the Newcastle net uh, for, the, for the first Ivan yeah. Tony's goal I just think Ivan Tony takes that ball into his stride so quickly and so fluidly uh, that it just didn't have time. Uh, he, he did not expect him to be that good because uh, Tony's quite—he's he's a bit of a hold-up man, but you know he doesn't score as many goals as he probably should do. And I don't think Darlow was expecting him to uh, take that into his stride so well. It was a beautiful take, Burkup Eskin. He just lashed it home. It was mm. great. Stuff. He was always going to score against his former club. It's what they <sighs> yeah. do, these players, isn't that, it? Yeah. They sniff it out. They say, "Hey." I'm going back there. I'm going to score. So it was yeah. always going to happen. And, and he's been due a goal as well. If he'd have stayed, he'd be playing for Aberdeen. <laughs> Not long. <laughs> when you look at the table, though, Pete, right at the bottom now, Newcastle, mm. six points with Dean Smith's Norwich side winning, beating Southampton 2-1. They're on eight points now. Yeah. Burnley are on nine points with their three-all draw against Crystal Palace. So it's super close between those three. Leeds dropping points against Spurs means they're on 11 points. They're only two points above the drop zone. And then you've got Watford just above them with 13 points, who, as we've spoken about already, you never know what you're going to get. So so they'll be in this relegation fight as well. Um, Probably didn't help matters for the likes of Newcastle, Norwich and Burnley trying to get out of that bottom three that Aston Villa got a victory over Brighton in Stephen Gerrard's first game in charge. They looked much better um, since he's come in. Um, just played with a bit more passion, I think. And then, obviously, Brentford picking up that point as well on 13 points. How, like, how far up the table are we going with this? <laughs> yeah. Who's in it? Do you feel safe? Uh, Do Brighton, I feel Brighton, safe? Yeah. 17. Brighton are where? Feel, uh, 17 points in nine. 11 I'm never going to say I feel safe. But I, <laughs> I think off we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. <laughs> but this is the thing, is it's going to get really exciting, isn't it? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that... Because they all... I think a few people were like, can you have a new manager bounce without the new manager there? I think, I think we saw you did. Yeah, I think so. I, I really enjoyed the match. I, I was, I, it's for the first time I wasn't falling asleep at half time. I was, I was just like, I want to say, Sarah, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. I mean, I were you drawn... watching with my dad? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I wasn't watching it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Watching it, just reading teletext as the yeah, scores yeah, came yeah. in. Of course yeah, you were. Yeah, BBC yeah. feed. It's yeah, good BBC that, feed. Isn't it? <laughs> good that. Um, what did you make of uh, the few changes that 
um, Norwich made to their side, Billy Gilmore, Todd Cantwell coming back yeah, to the starting I mean, it, 11. It seems very strange that they were ever out of it. I know, obviously, you know, mm. Daniel Farker knows more about Norwich than I do comprehensively, but it, they do seem like two potential game changers. And Billy Gilmore in particular, someone who's going to give you a little bit of control, which is, mm. which is part of Norwich's problem. Games are just, we're just running away from them. But D- Dean Smith is a canny operator, isn't he? And for him to get that win under his belt so, so quickly... Really, really impressive. Monkey right off your back, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely. Like you don't have to worry about it. And it's, you know, every game's a difficult game when you're in that situation. So, obviously, Southampton aren't exactly Chelsea, but they've got to start picking off those teams. You know, mm. the sort of the, the mid-table teams and the teams around them, essentially. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's, it's perfect. And I'm, I'm really happy for him as well. For him to just, you know... Smudger. Just straight back in. <laughs> yeah. Just straight back into Premier League management. Straight back in with a win. He's shown that he's, like, he's, he's you know, he is not, like, just you average run-of-the-mill off-the-peg Premier League mm. like English manager there's a bit more to him he's yeah. Gerard's having a nice time he's having yeah. a nice time it's just it's just worked out really well for everyone I think the Villa yeah. fans the loved what they saw from Stephen Gerrard because yeah. he just instantly got them on side well first of all uh, apparently he he's so demanding in that dressing room he, he literally said to the players apparently I want a clean sheet. You don't come off this pitch without a clean sheet. Mm. And they made it so difficult for Brighton. I think that Brighton weren't best set up for this game either. I think that um, not having that focal point in the box really sort of let us down in this game. Yeah. Um, Mope was on the bench. He played Trossard again in the match with Moda sort of slightly behind. And it just, it didn't quite work for us. We didn't create as much as we normally do in a game. Um, and then when you've got Webster assisting Mings like that, I mean, what are you, you know, what <laughs> yeah. can you, what can you do? But I do think that the passion that Steven Gerrard has shown just in that one match, you can just sense that the players all want to play for him, for him, and they want to win. Winning yeah. is my medicine, he said. <laughs> is that what you said? He said winning is my medicine. <laughs> Tixie licks. Yeah, do get your vaccine, though, Steven. Uh, <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah. overdo it. <laughs> um, good to see Watkins back on the score sheet. Yeah. I know he's, sco- he's already scored this season, but just that. I mean, he, it was a great strike as well, wasn't mm-hmm. it? it? Yeah, he's he's one who where it did did seem like it was going a bit too long with that goal, wasn't it? Mm. But he, yeah. he's a Brilliant player to watch, Ollie Watkins. And that goal is, Gerald said it in his post-match, didn't it? it's one of the most satisfying things to watch in football to see a striker sort of cut in and score like that. But also the combination of the ball going into the corner and rolling around the back of the net before it drops back <laughs> down to the ground. is like, oh, that is just aesthetically pleasing. Mm. Not for me. But yeah. Really? <laughs> of, of course. Yeah. For Villa fans. Of yeah. course. Um, right, that is it. We've tried to get through as much as we can from the weekend's football. And um, before we go, just to let you know, there is a brand new episode of Ramble Meets over on Football Ramble Presents. And it's actually something a little bit different this time. Andy gets to know one of La Liga's most beloved clubs, Celta Vigo. He speaks to players like Nolito and Joseph Aidu about their relationship to the club. And journalist Alexandra Johnson talks about how Vigo became home. It's a cracking listen. Make sure you check it out now on Football Ramble presents thanks for listening to the ramble today part of the acast creator network tomorrow marcus is here and um, he's got lars joining us in the studio tomorrow with fish for some more united chat i'm sure we'll get all their thoughts on um on what's happened with oligon Solskjaer at manchester united who next for them I'm sure there'll be loads more that develops overnight as well so make sure you join the guys then pete jim good to see you both Thanks. see you next time bye Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even on a budget, 
Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 